Hey, the internet, how's it going? My name is Ben Went, and this is Ope Radio, the official podcast of me. It's not really official, I just made it. Uh, for the Kansas City Lawrence music scene. Thanks for tuning in. Oh my gosh. So I'm really excited. I know this episode is technically dropping late, and I apologize for that, but I think there's a very good reason, and I think you will agree that the reason was good. And that is that I have an interview with the band Camp to discuss their upcoming EP and talk about the process and have a world debut of one of their songs that's going to be on the record. And I I apologize. There was a scheduling conflict and we had to push the interview back to last night. So I'm just now getting it live. Thank you for bearing with me again. I think you will find that it was well worth the wait, especially considering you get to get to hear one of their brand new songs that hasn't been heard by anybody except for the band. And then, you know, I won't lie. I've heard it. Uh, The whole record just absolutely slaps. It's so good, but I, I I'm just buzzing with energy today. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm recording this the morning of of the election, so there's all sorts of anxiety and intensity there. But I'm also buzzing with positivity because this past weekend was just an incredible weekend for Kansas City music. There was this incredible, wonderful show at Lemonade Park that me and my buddy Adam shout out Adam. Hi, I think Adam listens to the podcast. I love you, Adam. Um, <laughs> uh, we went to Lemonade Park and we saw Scouts who I had never seen before and were really fantastic. I think it was their first show back in almost 10 years. And then Bell and the Vertigo Waves and Westside Royal. It was just absolutely incredible. The energy was wonderful. Bands were wearing costumes, which was just super fun. And I absolutely loved it. So I, I want to share some of that magic with you and play uh, a, a song that I, I thought was just exceptional live. And uh, it was during Bell and the Vertigo Waves set. They played this track that um, came, came out a few months back, and it, it, it just absolutely rules. So it's called Fear or Faith, and I think I've played it on the podcast before. If I haven't, then I'm truly sorry, because it, it's awesome. So let's get started with some Bell and the Vertigo Waves, Fear or Faith.
go waves, fear or faith. Oh my gosh, that song just absolutely ripped live. It was so good. And I mean, I just this was the first time that I was at a proper concert where you had three bands playing music in your face since March, and it was just electric. And so I'm trying really hard to just kind of capture what I experienced this weekend for you. And uh, it's an, it's not the same. It, it'll never be the same unless you're actually there in person. But I did want to attempt. And speaking of it's not the same, I would like to play for you some West Side Royal, who, again, just absolutely incredible. I do want to say really quick about Bell and Vertigo Waves before we move on, that they played a couple of unreleased songs. Specifically, they played one that they were like, hey, this is actually going to be our next single, but it, it's going to be a minute until we get to record it. And... Guys, it it was incredible. It's maybe the best song they've ever written. The guitars just absolutely shred. Bell's performance was awesome. I can't wait to hear that one recorded. But like I was saying, live music and in recorded music, it's not the same. So why not play Not the Same by Westside Royal? How about that? How... <laughs> I can hear you groaning, and I know that's not how this works. I'm recording from the past, and somehow I, I heard you through the space-time continuum groaning. But you're not going to be groaning when you hear this song, because it absolutely rules. So how about Not the Same by Westside Royal...
That was not the same by Westside Royal. That's an older track by them, and it it holds up, man. That that song slaps. Absolutely love it. Westside Royal are so good live. Their energy is really fun. Michael's just an incredible front person of of, of a band. He has just such a great stage persona. Uh, at one point during the show. He was like, all right, ladies and germs, and then kind of laughed at his own joke and was like, probably a bad time to say that. And uh, that was the hardest I've laughed in a minute because, you know, uh, it's been a rough several months. And uh, it, that, that was a real joy. So I'm going to keep the West Side Royal love going. We're going we're gonna to spend another one by them. This is a newer one. It's called Better. And I've played it on the pod before. It, it's just an incredible show. A song. I, I love these guys. You know, they, they remind me of some of my favorite bands. They remind me a lot of The Cars, who are one of my favorite bands ever. They remind me of early U2. They remind me of um, – they, they just have this really great – mid, mid-career The Killers. I, I, feel, I feel like there's, like, a lot of, like, Samstown era The Killers. Anyway, I love West Side Royal. I could talk about them all day, but I won't because we need to get to the camp interview. So here's another track by West Side Royal. It's called Better.
Okay, so that was Better by Westside Royal. I am so happy to have seen them play live music this weekend, along with Bell and the Vertigo Waves and Scouts. Everybody at Lemonade Park just absolutely crushed it. Uh, Chris Mowry, who's the production manager for Record Bar, and uh, Justin Walker, who was running door and security. Paul Malinowski, who is, I, I personally believe, maybe the best live sound engineer in the whole city, certainly one of the best. I don't mean to make it a competition, but Paul just rules. Also, he's a great producer. He produces almost all Westside Royals tracks out of Massive Sound, which is just an incredible recording studio in uh, Old Shawnee. So uh, just just so much love there. Thank you guys so much for putting on an incredible night and helping me forget about how stressful my life is. I felt I had had my anxiety level going into that concert was through the roof for the last 10 days, and... Um, it, it, it just it just reset everything. I, I'm emotional talking about it. Thank you to everyone who was involved with that concert. And thanks to my buddy Adam for sitting at that socially distant picnic table with me and splitting a bucket of brew dogs. It was real nice. So on to other great things. I got hit up in my email uh, by a group called Porchlight Mamas. And this this is some really fantastic stuff. I am so excited to hear where they go. But this is a track called Enemy by them. And I, I, I they are... They are the sister band with Mickey P and the Swallowtails, and uh, there's a lot of overlap, and uh, they're very good friends. And so uh, I'm very happy. Anybody who's Mickey P adjacent, uh, I'm I'm happy to give a listen to, and uh, I'm certainly glad I did because Porchlight Mamas are fantastic. So this is new stuff from Porchlight Mamas, the track Enemy. Stay up at night growing bitter 
Vigo. That is Porchlight Mamas, the track Enemy. I'm really excited to hear more from those guys. There's some just incredible performances on that track. And uh, it's, you know, got a really nice kind of alternative country, chill denim rock vibe. I think there's some real 70s vibe, especially like on the harmonies and the guitar parts. So again, that's Porchlight Mamas. Enemy is the track. Very much looking forward to hearing more from them. While we're heading in the kind of... You know, I don't know if that was quite country, but when we're, as we're headed in that direction, let's go full-blown country. You know, it's been brought to my attention. This is a genre that I overlook. I'm going to be very honest with you. Country is not usually my cup of tea. I'm kind of a snob when it comes to country. I have a very high bar of entry, and uh, that's something I need to work on. I need to be more accepting of more country. But I think that that is to say that when I enjoy a country song, I'm really ready to go to bat for it. And uh, I, it, I recently became aware of Stephen Banky. And the reason I did is because Stephen Banky was nominated alongside my band, The Way Way Back, in the Pitch Awards for uh, for Best Song by a Local Band, along with Parvenu and Blacklight Animals. And I was like, well, Parvenu and Blacklight Animals are, like, incredible bands. So how about Stephen Banky? And then it just so happened that I received an email from his crew. And th- there's some really great stuff so again i um this this shows all about trying different kinds of music and, and hearing it out and i i need personally i need to listen to more country that's that's like a true blind spot for me and uh so i'm gonna play you this is a song called the drifter by Stephen Banky, and check it out there's there's a really great guitar performance i like steven's voice and i, I think this is a you know like um this is just a really solid track. So uh, I'm excited to finally spin some country. I'm sorry I haven't. I, I need I need to work on that. I admit that that's a weakness of mine. So I'm excited to start it here with a great track. Stephen Banky, the song The Drifter. Rain falls on the ground Rest your head in another new town Is this the place you finally call home? Another job barely getting by Pretty soon you'll be looking for an alibi Any excuse to hit the road How you ever gonna find your place If you
at the end there Stephen Banky the Drifter like I said I mean that's just an incredible song I, I, I absolutely need to be more open to country that's like by not opening yourself up to new things you're missing out on good stuff you know what I mean like all the time I try to challenge my four year old daughter to try foods that she hasn't tried before because like how, how do you know that you don't like chicken tiki masala if you don't try it right so what, what a great track. I love it. Uh, I got to shout out the performance by Nate Gregory on on lead guitar there. I mean, that is a killer lead guitar part. That's my favorite thing about country. Oftentimes, very, very ripping guitar parts. And then I'm also a sucker for slide guitar and uh, organ right there. Oh, my gosh. So great job. I, I am so excited to dig more into Stephen Banky and, and bring a little bit more country to Oak Radio. Why? Right? I mean, this is the Midwest. What are we doing? I got to represent this actual scene. So... It can't all just be emo punk and hip hop. <laughs> Although those are my favorite genres of music. So speaking of emo punk and hip hop, well, not hip hop. Uh, I'm I'm ready to cut to the this, the feature of this episode is is this interview with Camp. It's such a great interview, and I'm I'm so excited about this new record. It's coming out. It's called To Know Slash To Feel, and it drops on Friday the 13th, which is perfect for a record that has a ghost as the album art. And uh, the whole record is fantastic. They specifically asked for me to start things off by playing Thanks, Charlie Conway, which is a, you know, Mighty Ducks reference. And this song, I've played it before. It's great. It's a a real tone shifter from from the country rock that we just listened to. It is quite a bit heavier and uh, pretty dark. But, man, it's a great song. So thanks, Charlie Conway by Camp. And then when we come out of that, we're going to be doing an interview with Camp. I'm so excited for you guys to hear the interview. But first, let's listen to this incredible song. Thanks, Charlie Conway by Camp.
Okay, so as I said before we play that last song, that is Thanks Charlie Conway by the band Camp. It is from their upcoming record To Know Slash To Feel. And as teased previous in the episode, I'm here with Camp. Camp, welcome to the pod. Hello, what's up? Thanks for having us. Oh my gosh, it is so great to have you guys. Uh, I don't think it's a secret. I think I've talked about you guys enough on the show that I just admire you guys as people. You guys are fun friends in addition to just killer musicians. So I'm glad that we're getting to talk. I miss you guys big time. How about just real quick, everybody uh, just go in a row and say who you are and what you do in the band so that the listeners get used to what voice goes to who. Yeah, I'm Andrew. Uh, I'm the vocalist and that's all I do. Um, <laughs> that's that's literally all he does i i carry his equipment in um i'm eric i play the drums um and i handle a lot of the design and social and what have you for the band as well and i'm michael and i'm the bassist and do i also do some background vocals and sometimes i help on the design if i feel like it <laughs> Michael's being modest. Everything that we have landed on in a as a permanent state or a permanent design fixture of our band has actually all come from Michael. So I'm pretty much just like a, a farmhouse production guy. Yeah, that, Michael's the, the one doing all. When, when Michael puts his thumb on the scale, it really makes <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that it's good video, to have someone with that kind of power. Yeah, the lyric video we just put out for Charlie Conway. Uh, was all Michael. He did that all on his own. So it's cool for us wow. that we have somebody in house who can do all that uh, for yeah. free. <laughs> no but, joke. That absolutely rules. Yeah. Well, sweet. So like Michael has a free pass to kind of be a dick at rehearsals and stuff. And yeah, you know, he's like, yeah. well, fine. Who's going to make the videos if you kick me out of the band? <laughs> huh? For sure. Yeah. 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 Going to hire somebody from Pixar? I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that would also be cool, well, but you know, <laughs> play bass maybe. Yeah right yeah yeah it all depends <laughs> so yeah <laughs> a local band during a pandemic no way in this so, economy <laughs> in this like for real in this economy. <laughs> so i i want to talk about the record a bit now i know this is kind of weird because it's not out yet i have heard the entire record spoilers it's amazing it's absolutely fantastic start to finish you guys did such a great job there's no filler i don't think there's a single second a filler on this record it is just so efficient it gets in it gets out and each song has such a cool identity and uh, I, I'm, I'm just just saying I, I don't even have like a, a point there other than that you guys crushed it and, and kudos and I hope you guys are really proud of this record now I don't delve into too many specifics since people haven't heard the songs but I do want to give you guys a chance to kind of talk about like the process behind this record I noticed per that you know as far as like lyrical motifs and themes not to call it a concept album but like mental health is definitely a major character in this and um i, I would just love to hear you guys kind of talk about what inspired you to make this collection of songs how when and how you knew it was these seven songs and in uh in this order i think they're sequenced incredibly well i think it tells the story so i just want to open up to you guys and give give you guys a chance to hear you know tell my listeners what goes into these songs yeah well this this uh project was maybe a little bit different than i don't know most projects it, it, this is like basically the catalog of what we have so far as a band so we started kind of practicing together um i think we're a little over two years since we played our first live set and so 
Um, we which I ran sound for. <laughs> uh, kind of beautiful. Yeah, great. We've never yeah. sounded. Like What's the secret to our success? That's why we're still. Yeah, and so it's it, it, what's kind of what's kind of funny is it's like all of the songs were kind of written at different times. There are other songs that like didn't quite like kind of fell off because it was kind of us trying to find who we are as a band. Like totally, totally, all of that. Um, and so I, I think kind of the final product of seven songs that um, are all kind of they all kind of exist in a vacuum, but at the same time, there's like a common thread, uh, both in terms of the feel and then obviously with like the themes and the the lyrical content behind all of them. Yeah, and from, I know you weren't really asking about like the, from a musical standpoint, but oh no, I'm asking about all of okay. it. Yeah, 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 all yeah. facets. Yeah, I think drums are important, Eric. Okay, <laughs> drums are important. Thank you. <laughs> um, like I think, like Andrew said, all of this, everything that's in this EP is pretty much all the music we have right now. It's not like we're uh, holding back five or eight more songs that we're gonna like put out later or something. This is kind of all that we've made up to this point uh, outside of the ones that we've just dropped because they didn't really fit into what we quote unquote sounded like us. But um, this ended up being the culmination of what we did feel like sound like us or what we want to sound like. And even within the CP, you can kind of feel, tell that there's like almost like a split between the, the music, like sonically the first half is kind of upbeat, a little more energetic, a little fuller. And then the second half's a little like, it's still full and energetic, but it's like a different type of energy. It's like more of like a, a I a hundred percent energy. Out of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that like this would be a killer ten-inch LP, and like side A is the the first four tracks, yeah. and side B is five, six, and seven. I, it would be a killer ten-inch. I yeah. So um, this is kind of an yeah. exploration of those styles, and I think I'm glad you kind of you like the sequence of like where we put these tracks because we thought about it a lot because <laughs> we're like we've got these songs yeah. that you like charlie conway sounds a lot different from you can't win if you don't big time it. yeah um and we're like how do we make these both like feel like they're part of the same band or part of the same ep because we like both um so i think that we like that we put out these seven songs and that they are they have a nice flow to them now but i think um it took some time to get it to that yeah we did so and i think whatever music we put out later on down the road i think we'll have more of a um cohesion yeah a singular we'll we'll be doing a lot of that thinking up front (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, because i think now we we have the the filter of like okay well we've historically done this do we or don't we like that anymore and can we make them sound it's a long time like two and a half years is a long time to be working on one project especially yeah it's not even a full length so it's really been like an explorative process for us of figuring out who we are and so it's like for me it's like until i heard back um these seven tracks as they were finished it was like oh okay cool this is who we are i think i i think i get it now so it's like we that's what's fun though yeah. right because now you're already excited about like and of course like this this is a great collection of songs and this record deserves to live and breathe and have its own moment but like it's hard not to like then get that and be really excited about the next thing too you know yeah and i'm excited that like we have that we can kind of you know um have that we can still play live shows and then work on the next project project doesn't have to be like a bunch of random songs that we wrote at various times that we can have right more of a focus going into the product but again having that like jumping off point is is you know huge and and being able to kind of kind of you know hone whatever that's going to be 
totally. Well, I know that you guys, like partially because I, I happen to know you as individuals, and then I can also just tell from hearing the song that there's a lot of different influences. And they, I mean, I think a lot of them kind of fall under the kind of like, for lack of better terms, kind of warp tour umbrella. But I mean, like, uh, like I happen to know that uh, one of your guitarists, Colin, is like really into like heavy, heavy metal, you know? And like, I think there are some really cool, subtle moments where you do get some kind of sludgy metal, especially on the guitars and on the lead guitars. I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I think like in general, I get a lot of like kind of mid to late career thrice from you guys, Manchester Orchestra, Thursday, but then like some bands like like Baroness and Between the Buried and Me kind of like stick their head in every now and then. And I, I think that uh, you guys do a really exceptional job of juggling those different influences, but like n- making the parts add up into something that makes sense and feels singular. And I think that that's really tricky, but you guys crush it on that. Thank you. Um, I think that's been like, like one of the biggest, I don't want to say struggle, but it's like one of the biggest obstacles in our band is because I think we don't, um, we're like five dudes that didn't come together and we're all like, Oh, we love this one band. Let's sound like this band, you know? Right. Like, right. We all have way different tastes <laughs> and like, especially Michael, <laughs> Michael and Colin, I think are the biggest outliers because I think there's a lot of crossover between me, Nick and Andrew. Um, but still, we still have our own like influences. And what's nice about it is that like the way we write songs up to this point, And I think we're getting better at it over time. Is it like Nick will come to us with the bones of a song uh, for the most part, sometimes they come from Andrew, sometimes they've come from Michael, but um, we've got the bones of a song and then we just try to figure out how to structure that, those little pieces. And then I think what's nice about our band is that since we know that we do come from a bunch of different styles for things that we like or things we prefer, we try to figure out where we can add those or where we can let those parts of each of us like really sing, no pun intended. Sure. Like, <laughs> Michael has a different style of bass playing than you would have in your kind of typical emo band, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, no, and I totally call in like his. But it sounds like, great. I mean, like uh, the you know, again, this song hasn't been released yet, but people will know what I'm talking about when they hear it. Uh, the the first bit of stagnant. I mean, like your bass uh, yeah. playing there is because of the fact that you aren't necessarily somebody who grew up, you know, listening to under oath and thursday and the same like three emo bands the fact that you didn't is part of what makes that song so good that like it does have a totally different vibe to it i love that that's yeah i definitely i've come into this band just sort of soaking it all up and trying to be a sponge slash comedian chameleon uh a comedian but also chameleon um so like i going because we talk about colin having kind of this darker metal influence and i'm coming Mm -hmm. from this classic rock and funk and electronics (laughs) really upbeat cheery stuff and i i i just sort of go into it as open as possible and try to find what sounds good to me within that style and i don't know it, it is interesting always seeing how that kind of comes together for sure it, yeah. totally and i think that's kind of what makes our songs in the end sound uh like they do or sound. i completely agree because I completely like, agree. we're allowing everyone in the band to be like okay you like playing this how can we keep that in the song and have it 
have its value remain when there's four other people in the mix now. Like you didn't yes. come to me like, Nick will come to us with these bones. And it's like, okay, that sounds great. Now, how do we make sure it fits for the people's we, styles yeah, how do we that they it, also like to play? How do we make it a camp song? And it's like, we're just now getting to the point now where it's like, we feel like we know what that means. How do we make it a camp song? So like for us, even now, like I said, like once we heard this EP, like back the finished product, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Now I feel like I really know who we are. And so now yeah. like, I'm putting together, you know, I'm, I'm like sharing playlists of like, hey, here's all the songs I'm listening to to get me in the mood for what we're going to do next um and it's 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 funny because i have everything on there from like the joy formidable all the way over to like architects yeah. like all kinds of crazy stuff and it's like I mean, i'm listening to this architect song we're not going to be like a heavy like screamo band but like there's 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 something in there that like we can do a camp version of this you know what i mean and so it's like oh totally yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. Of, you know being able to kind of set that i don't know set that like um kind of like a pin on the map or whatever and just be able to be like okay cool like start from here and then how do we get back to to you know what camp is like how do we kind of branch out and how does camp merge with these other things because like not only just as a band I know for me personally like my musical interests are all over the place and it's like I feel like I can't decide what kind of a band I want to be in you know so <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't yeah, want yeah. every favorite ice cream at the same time you know <laughs> yeah so, so hopefully like for us we feel like, I know like a lot of people like hopefully that means we can appeal to a lot of different people too. Um, and it, like, there's a little bit of something for everybody. Um, and we're not, you know, excluding anybody out. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you, I think so. Yeah. I mean, like when we've played together, I mean, like my band's a lot poppier than you guys are, but I feel like our fans like each other's yeah. music. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I think that you guys do have like a very, because you are making music that has to appeal to five people internally that have different opinions, you're accidentally, or I guess inadvertently, making music that will appeal to yeah. a lot of people. I love yeah. it. So I want to keep talking about the record, yeah. but let's uh, first let's um, take just a side break and listen to another song, not by you guys, but one of my big things on building the scene is this idea of like other artists that support other artists and platforming and like adding legitimacy to other local bands by saying like, dude, uh, not only have we been on the same bill before, I like listening to this band. So um, can you guys please pick a song by a local act and uh, we'll, we'll play it next. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm going to make an executive decision. I think one of the, okay. my favorite bands that we've played with locally is What A Wreck. Um, hell yeah. With them hell yeah. Times. And every time that like we've gotten to watch their set, like it's like, man, how are they still just like, I don't know how they're not like this massive band because like I totally agree. So especially because they're a two piece, they yeah. could hop on any tour as the opening band. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. you could put their set in front of the other, like the band could be fully sound checked and you just drop water rack in front of it. I I know, man. It's yeah, so polished. It's it's awesome. So yeah, one of my favorite songs by them is Redeemers. So I would love to hear you. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Okay. So here we go. We're gonna listen to some water wreck. So again, this is water wreck and their track Redeemers.
Okay, again, that was Redeemers by What a Wreck. Cherry picked by Camp. What a great song. I'm sitting here with, with three fifths of Camp. We're talking about their great new record. It's called To Know, To Feel. It comes out on Friday the 13th, which is spooky as hell, and I love it. <laughs> Uh, I'm. I will. I will bring it up it, just because it. Um, sometimes it's awkward to bring it up as yourself, the band. But uh, you guys have really cool merch bundles, and people should check them out and give you guys money. I'm gonna put a link to the bundles in the episode description. They're super cool. How much longer are those live, though? Um. So this came at a convenient slash inconvenient time, but about half the merch that we have on there um, is isn't available at the moment because we had to put in some orders <laughs> but like we got sure, sure, shirt sure. Order. so the shirts they're not available anymore so if you miss out on those you soon lose but we've got these <laughs> we got some key tag accessories um you know we do have a couple of shirts uh just laying around at home that we should probably put on there too <laughs> if anyone the, the ones that we used to sell at shows back when those back were when shows <laughs> existed <laughs> Um, yeah, we were uh, people used to go to live music. <laughs> go to bed, Greg. Go to bed. <laughs> Get you to bed. Uh, uh, no, but the the reason we did the whole merch line in the first place was well, I think as a band, it's nice, smart to do anyway. But since shows aren't a thing anymore, um, that was we're losing out on a lot of exposure. We're uh, losing out on a lot of word of mouth. And yeah. a lot of people would be getting merch through those things, uh, which you're obviously aware of too. So uh, we were just trying to think of what's, since we're going to be releasing this EP in the middle of a pandemic where part, probably most of our fans have forgotten about us since March. So um, <laughs> what, what can we do that's like the biggest bang for our buck when there's no show to play and uh, yeah. no foreseeable show to play. So this is where we're like, well, let's put some merch together. Let's at least make it seem, let's make it this release look as legit as possible um, for a DIY totally. local band. So, and, and, and it does. Yeah, <laughs> and that's going to be an ongoing thing too, because I don't think that the pandemic is going to be done anytime soon. So who knows the next time that we're going to be able to sell merch at shows. So uh, right. what's nice about this is that we figured out how to sell it online. And so uh, at the same time, we are very much a DIY local band. So we're kind of just have yeah. a little bit of off, patience. Off mic, I'm definitely going to hit you guys up for some uh, some feedback on how to do that. Uh, I will give you the greatest compliment that uh, a, a member of a different band can give you and say that when I saw those pre-order uh, bundles, I was jealous that you guys had thought of that idea and was like, well, crap, our record's coming out too soon. We don't have time to do that. So uh, kudos. I, I I promise you I will steal that idea at some point. Oh, no, seriously. Go for it. Like, it only helps kind of your exposure. I mean, it's a lot of work on the back end. Uh, you got to put all that merch together. You got to put the site together. Like, I'm promoting that stuff every day. Uh, sure. But, you know, we do it because, like, even though we're a local band, we want to come off as legit as possible which i'm i know you do too which oh no, no like that's kind of like the point of the podcast is that like yeah, yeah. i think like, that at some point band. in time people decided like local band meant like band that doesn't try as hard and yeah. it's like no most of the kansas city scene are bands that if the right talent agent saw would get records exactly. yeah. yeah yeah like so it's like we want to come off as legit as possible and also we've been in local previous local bands before and Right. Half of us are uh, designers, like working the ad industry. So it's like uh, we can smell bullshit. <laughs> We're like, you know, if you're a band, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of half-assing, it's like, okay, like we know what we want to put out that's going to 
to be worth anything to somebody because you know you i know for all the local bands that we love and we think sound good there is an equal amount if not more of those bands that are like okay that could have i would have liked this more if that could have just sounded a little crisper or sure or sure. if uh you know this just looked a little neater you know and so i think that's kind of what we strive for as a band is like yeah we want to make cool music first and foremost but like we also want to just come off as uh non-local or non-diy as we can it's already so hard to get people to listen to your music you don't want to give them any excuse at all not to exactly. like you, you don't yeah yeah there's already so many barriers to entry you don't want to like accidentally create one more little barrier and part of yeah. it is us respecting the potential audience too like if yeah we're going out there, we're putting out like, you know, uh, decent, but not great audio quality and our t-shirts are just thrown together and, oh, we made something goofy and it's funny. And one of our friends liked it. So we put it up there. You know what I mean? And like no one else does. It's like, it's a little yeah. bit taken for granted people who you're, you're, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between like the, the band and the, you know, the audience. And so uh, for us, it's like, yeah, it's cool because, you know, it helps us uh, have you know the funds to be able to continue to do what we're doing uh, but at the same time we want to put out a product that not only we're proud of but other people are going to feel like oh okay cool. yeah like, I'm getting something for this because it really it's, does mean a lot to us that anybody would buy anything from us right 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 let's give us any of their time so yeah if you're going to walk around with my shirt at you know basically being a billboard for my band I want the billboard to look good <laughs> like <laughs> yeah uh, so speaking of sounding good the record sounds phenomenal and I, I'm just curious where did you guys record? Who did you record with? Plug that because this album, I mean, the whole thing sounds fantastic. And people are going to hear this and be like, I want a track or camp track. That was awesome. Yeah, we uh, recorded at Red Roof Productions, which is um, owned by a single man named Brett Leiber. Uh, not best. like single, like relationship wise. It's just, it's run by, it's I run thought by that was man. like a very it's intimate detail. Like, I honestly uh, don't know if he's in a relationship or not. So I don't want to, he had size one way. Or that's way. true. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> about it, but he does have a really old cat. So um, that's probably the longest relationship he's ever had. I don't know. I don't know. I'm speaking too much for Brett. So it's run for uh, by a guy with a cat who is single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to charge us more next time. No kidding. So yeah, it, Brett Leiber at Red Roof Productions. He's great. He um, does the recording, the mixing, the mastering, all himself. Um, he's super easy to work with. He's, he picks up on what you're trying to, like the vision you want to have for your song um, right away. So it's always been super easy to work with him. We, we recorded an EP from our last band with him. And uh, that was great too. So nothing but positive experiences from him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say that the, the production, I don't, I don't just mean mixing and mastering what I'm, what I am specifically talking about is like the traditional role of a producer here on this record is really great. And he crushed it because of what we've been talking about, because these songs kind of do have some different vibes and some different sounds. The cohesion on the production end is integral to making this piece work as one piece mm -hmm. and it and it does and and i mean uh so kudos to to brett and uh yeah everybody go ch check his yeah. stuff out um, oh my gosh yeah he, he did such an incredible job with this it's just, i think I, i'm glad you made that point because a lot of what we were talking about how these kind of seven different songs all kind of feel cohesive somehow a lot of that is is to his credit and the work that he did we threw a lot at him yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah, I mean, he and he figured it out. I mean, like that. Yeah, yeah, great job. And you know, as a band going to record, like 
I feel like I don't want to trail off too far here, but like I feel like you have to be picky, you know, like don't oh, go yeah. in and be like, oh yeah, that sounds good, you know. If, if something yeah. sounds off, oh no no, no. and and it's thankfully we have a guy like Brett and you and you record with Kyle, like those guys, yeah, are really cool, yeah. like yeah. I mean, but I I have, so like I'm Midwest as as all hell, and so like. I, I have to apologize before I say anything, <laughs> I even yeah. remotely confrontational. And so like, I'll be like, Kyle, one, you're my best friend. Two, <laughs> yeah. you're the smartest person in the whole world. Three, the bass could come down just a teeny tiny bit on the bridge <laughs> yeah. of this song. Yeah, yeah. Four, you're beautiful and I will always love you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so it's like, he's like, you can just say the bass is too loud. You don't have to like, yeah. and put it in like a sandwich. totally willing to make those changes because he wants it to sound how you want it to sound too and yes uh, absolutely he, he honestly does a lot of things i think like on his own end that like he probably don't even tell us about <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. it's like fixing all of our stuff that a good producer does like i know we'll notice it we're like oh yeah thanks for doing that no, <laughs> you know? there, no there was a there's a couple things and i won't say what they were because i don't want to give the secret sauce away to any of the things <laughs> on this on this uh project but there was a couple things i remember getting the first passes uh, back and thinking like oh wow oh he snuck that in there yeah that, that was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah i love that piece. that's so good <laughs> he kind of became the sixth member of our band at that point yeah. which is yeah that makes me so happy to hear because that, that's i think any great producer does i mean like uh like i know that i don't know like they're, I I always bring this band up and like I know that I'm like the only person who's a, approximately my age who likes this band, but I love you too. They're one of my favorite bands ever. Oh, yeah. And like you can hear their like specific eras where they are working with certain producers, then like the band changes based on who they're working with. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that like at that moment, that producer was the fifth or you know, like uh in certain situations they were using two producers, fifth and sixth members of the band. And I, I just always love that. So I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. One last question, but it's a question to each of you. Uh b- before we start to wrap up, I'm gonna ask each of you what is your favorite song on the record and specifically why? Give me like a moment that you just love. Maybe it's your part, maybe it's somebody else's part, maybe it's it's the lyrics, but what is your favorite song on the record and why? Who wants to start? They're all thumbing at each other. They're they're hitchhiking. Okay, I guess I guess it's me. Uh, oh, Michael first. <laughs> I I know I don't love it. Uh, <laughs> I so I've always just sort of since we started. I don't I don't even now. It's been long enough. I don't remember who came up with like what parts of it. But stagnant has always had like a special place in my heart. Uh, it rules just I and I think it's just for me the sort of I know like in some places it's a wall it's kind of a wall big wall of sound but in in other ways it's really just all the moving parts of it are just really complex and unique and that just like I don't know that speaks to me plus I get to like stand out in in the front with the (laughs) the bass at the beginning and nobody yeah dude too loud so you know you should own that you should own that that bass part at the beginning is awesome Michael Michael goes hard on the bass on that song too dude absolutely yeah Yeah, I love stagnant reminds me it's got like a little bit and I I don't necessarily always think of you guys this way there's a song by say anything called admit it that uh that kind of reminds me a little bit of that and then also like suicidal tendencies who i don't think of you guys as sounding like but like just because it's like there's almost spoken word and it's like intense um law dispute who i do often think of you guys as sounding like but like that one has like a little bit more of like a uh 
like is, is and like you guys are very lyric centric in general but that particular one has like almost a little bit of like a more of a traditional poetry reading influence in a really cool way all right I remember Eric. We were in the, oh no! Oh, sorry. I was no, no, no. I remember when we were were in the studio recording Stagnant. You you looked at me and you were like, uh, Andrew said this to me. He said, "Is this like the hardest song for you to play?" <laughs> I'm like, at the at that point, it's like the first time I really like played it on like an actual like yeah. click track. Yeah. And like really trying to. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No, this is really it's kind of a hard song to. Play. <laughs> I was super impressed. I had no idea it was that difficult until I watched him record it. Yeah. The studio reveals many things. Yeah. Like, yes. Hey, go so true. And I'm like, oh, that's what Andrew's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay. My favorite song on the EP. Man, there are a lot of guns, but I think, and sorry if I'm going to steal Andrew's answer. I feel like I'm going to steal Andrew's answer. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, you can always say no, I think ended up being my favorite on the EP. Um, even though there are plenty of reasons I love all the other ones, but the reasons I like this one is because it's um, sonically a lot of things. It's uh, very solemn at some points. It can be very big at some points. Um, I think lyrically, it's also a really good song too. Um, if, 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 if you listen to it in a certain mood, you know, you might shed a tear too. Um, it's so delicate. Lyrically. Yeah. yeah. Like the thing I love about it is that um, it's very, it's intentionally like pulled back a little um, and mm -hmm. everyone is ju doing just enough to make that part very cohesive as a band. Um, I think there are definitely parts on other songs like Stagnant, for example, where one part's really singing, you know, and one part's really coming to the front. Uh, but I sure. think the song as a whole, um, everyone's doing just enough to where every part feels like it's layered just right. And um, I think that surprised kind of all of us yeah. in the band when we when we kind of heard yeah. it all come together and we were even further surprised when we heard the recording of it. We're like, wow, this actually sounds really good. It took uh, a, that one took a very long time to get put together. That it did, took yeah. a long time. Yeah, so, and I think, you know, all that all that time paid off. So I think that one is, is my favorite on the EP at the moment. So. Yeah. I, I remember thinking, like like you said, like we're everybody's only doing so much, and it's exactly enough. Yeah, I remember I remember thinking like when we were originally starting that song, like all right, I'm not really, I'm just kind of in the pocket here. Why do I oh why do I love this so? It's just like yeah. it just feels good. There are, <laughs> there are plenty of times in that song, like when we were writing it, where we were like should we do more should we add mm -hmm. something else like what if we did this to it or what if we added a fill in the blank and every time every wrong. time we're like no we shouldn't do that like it, like and i think one of us at any given point like try to be a proponent of just like stripping it back a little and making sure we weren't overdoing it so mm -hmm. i you're rick rubening it yeah yeah basically so less um that's right less that paid off yeah. <laughs> Andrew, did he steal your answer? Yeah, he stole my answer, but I... All right, well, piggyback, piggyback. Yeah, there's still some some good talking points. I think all of us were pretty pretty proud of that one when we heard it back. I think for me, one of the reasons that it, it is so important to me is just how personal it is. Um, and I'm a pretty personal lyricist anyway. Um, and I mean, like, obviously, it's not hard to tell that like the biggest thing that I write about is my own struggles through depression and navigating mental health and what, what it means now uh, thank you for that by uh, the way yeah well just what it means now like of, of knowing that about yourself and this isn't the only the only song that I, I like dive into like this idea but 
how knowing that about yourself doesn't necessarily mean like you don't still have the same responsibilities and you still don't want the same things in your life. And so um, you can always say no for me is about the, the five years in time where I went from being single to dating my now wife, to being married, to having our first kid, to finding out we're having our, our second kid and how, uh, yeah, I know. Um, and how like at every point it's like you almost you, you fall into this trap of thinking like oh well the reason I'm not happy is because I don't have this yet and so um part of why I think the 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 music of the song works so well too is because of that tension of like you kind of want it to go farther you want it to 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 go a little bit bigger and then it just doesn't I think thematically works perfectly um, wow yeah yeah kind of, you know, <laughs> mirrors life in yeah, a of, of <laughs> heavy way <laughs> right, right, of, of filtering this what it is is like depression and, and like misdiagnosing it to i don't have this yet i don't have that yet and you know uh when i get married that'll fix everything i, I think i literally had to say that in the song is you were supposed to fix it um, yep yep and, and so like it's definitely the most personal song that i've ever written um it's 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 interesting writing songs about like that are very obviously about people who are going to listen to the song. You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> playing it for my wife and like one day my kids will listen to it too. It's, it's, it's really interesting, but um, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm happy that I went there. And I, I think that, uh, yeah, just kind of that, that feel of like Michael was saying, just staying in the pocket musically. I think it's just, it honestly, it creates more tension and it's, it's almost more dynamic um, in, in that context, just kind of, just kind of finding that groove to hang out on. And just kind of sitting and feeling it. Um, well, and if I may, I feel like you kind of just, you know, peeled back a little bit of the secret is that, you know, you guys are all saying on that song, everybody's kind of doing just enough to make it flow. I think the lyrical vulnerability is the thing that's going to the next level. You know, like sometimes it's a guitar solo. Sometimes it's a drum fill. In this particular song, it's true, like peel back a layer of skin level of vulnerability and I think that's the part that's really popping on this track as a standout. I, I appreciate that. I think the biggest, um, the song that I think influenced me the most on this one uh, was uh, Don't Let Me Go by uh, All Get Out, um, which is- a Oh, right on. And, and that's, um, and, and like, I've seen like, I've seen uh, him like perform that song uh, like live too and at the bridge, like just cut all of the sound off, like, like turn it, he turns his amp off, he turns the mic off and all that kind of stuff. And just like screams these incredibly vulnerable lyrics. And it's like, because you don't have any of that noise to distract you, it really cuts through. So that was, that was definitely the biggest inspiration for me. And I, I kind of wanted to write something similar uh, in this one. Well, so now that we've talked about that song so much, can I beg of you permission uh, to send your interview out on that song, even though it's not released yet? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, so here in a second, I will, I will play you. You can always say no from, from the upcoming record to know to feel, but uh, first I want to say to camp, thank you guys so much for stopping by. Uh, I, I love talking to you guys. I miss you guys. Can't wait for a camp way, way back show in the, uh, Man, I hope like like May or June. Gosh, I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. Good, man. And Ben, real quick before we're done, I just want to make sure yeah. to say how much we appreciate you and everything that you do. Not just with this. Oh, podcast, man. But 
everything you do at the Rhino, everything you do, you, you're the real deal. You're very genuinely for everything that you say. Yeah. And so you really do care that much about all of your friends and the, the local music here in Kansas City. And so I'm just so glad that somebody like you exists. Thanks, but, man. I appreciate <laughs> because that. Because I feel like we've, you know, we, if it wasn't we, for you, we would all be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately think you're a big reason why the Kansas City scene is, is looking up. So I just yeah. want to say thanks. thanks so much. I really appreciate that. Oh, it's very your good. band's EP was badass too, which is oh, dude, thank you. Yeah, it's I don't want to thank you. To we're really proud of it. Okay, well, so I'll talk about your band TV. So again, this is Camp. Thank you guys so much. On, on Friday the 13th, check out their record. It's going to be absolutely incredible. You've already heard three songs off of it over the past few weeks. You've heard 2010. You've heard You Can't Win If You Don't Play. We came into this interview on Thanks, Charlie Conway, and I am sending you out on You Can Always Say No by Camp. so lonely you may have felt the same i felt unwanted i wanted to feel wanted you reluctantly obliged but i met the words i said and i thought that you did too we took one step at a time making it up as we Kids with nothing to lose But so much to prove
That was You Can Always Say No by Camp, the world premiere. You can't hear that anywhere else until it comes out on November 13th, Friday the 13th. Uh, in the links below, there's some links where you can pre-order uh, the record and and some swag, as we talked about in the interview. I, I just can't wait for for everybody to get to hear that record in its entirety. It's fantastic. Those guys are awesome. Their music's great. And I want to do everything I can to shine a light on it. This is already the longest episode of Ope Radio in Ope Radio history, so... I'll be brief here. I want to wrap up. Um, I, I just want to say really quick thanks to everyone who has who's been supportive of my band, The Way Way Back's new EP. It just dropped. It's called Baggage, or You're Never Going to Leave It All Behind. And to be very frank and honest from from my heart, the the response has been overwhelming and has been um, has been emotional for me. Uh, so thank you, thank you. The record means a lot. It comes from a very delicate, private place in my heart that I felt like I needed. To share, I mean, the lyrics, I can only take part for my stuff. You know, everybody else in, in the band has written incredible music on their own. But the, the, the lyrics come from a very delicate personal spot for me. And, and to have people respond and, and say that, that, you know, that they're connecting to it, um, it means more than I can even say. So thank you so much for listening to that. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm going to leave you real quick. We're going to play one more song, and then we'll get out of here of the longest episode ever. Uh, I, I just didn't want to trend that interview down at all. I just felt like, the, you know, the camp guys and I had such a great conversation. I miss those dudes so much. So I'm going to leave you on a really positive, chill note, because I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this on Election Day or maybe the day after the election. And um, no matter who you are and where you are, it's, it's going to be a stressful, tense time for the country, and I think we're going to all admit that. So... Let's relax and listen to some Sam Wells. Uh, the song's called Sugar, and I hope that you can just kind of like get in a hot bath, light some candles, and listen to this incredibly chill, beautiful song. So thank you guys so much. Have a great week. Be excellent to yourselves. Be excellent to each other. Be safe. Wash your damn hands. <laughs> and enjoy Sugar by Sam Wells. Peace out.
gonna do when it's just me and you? When we're the only ones we know who try to see it through. Cause all I see is you, and all my love is true. And it's some cheesy, but love's the only answer to. I've given up all my clues, I've paired up all my shoots. See, in this candy land, you're in this week in candy poo. Cause all I see is you, and all my love is true. Radio is produced by me, Ben Went. I've been given permission by all these bands to play their original songs that they own the copyright to. If you would like to send me your original songs that you own the copyright to and give me permission to play them on this podcast, I'd love that. Please email me at benbookshows at gmail.com. Again, that's benbookshows at gmail.com.